Welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast hosted by Kimmy Jane. Welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast, hosted by me, your host, Kimmy Jane. Thank you so much for coming on board today as my first ever guest. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and be part of this great podcast. I'm so excited too. So today, I really want to ask you questions about what it's like living in New York City. It's such an iconic city. It's featured in so many movies and TV series like Gossip Girl and Suits. And for those who haven't lived there before, been there, it's just a very... I guess, interesting place and, you know, somewhere that a lot of people, you know, it's on their bucket list of places to visit, work and live. So I really want to see what it's truly like to live in New York. Amazing. (laughs) So first, I just want to ask, what was it about New York City that made you want to go there, you know, to find work as an Australian? So I, like you just kind of talked about, have always grown up watching New York on TV and... I think it kind of resembled this place where you can chase your dreams and make things happen for yourself. My sister moved there when she was around the same age as me. I'm 26 and she um, she loved it and she'd always encouraged me to take chances in my 20s and do as much as I, ca- as I could while I was still relatively young. So I, I was kind of feeling bored with my life and the nine to five lifestyle and I thought, I've got nothing weighing me down. I've got no boyfriend, no house, no (laughs) debts or anything. Um, And I should probably just give it a go. I also went there for a holiday because my brother got married in the city. So I just automatically fell in love with the city and kind of thought it was like the best time in my life to chase that kind of dream and that goal of living in a different city. Amazing. I love that. And when you actually did go to New York City and you'd been there for a while, did you find that it met your expectations of what you had, you know, built up in your head? Just from, I guess, all the, you know, movies and TV series and what you've seen online. Yeah. Did, did it kind of, did it meet, yeah, those expectations or? It did. I feel like it definitely did. Um, it does feel like a huge city looking from, um, from afar but once once you're there it kind of feels like a much smaller city and you kind of run into people you know and you can find communities in in different regions such as like Brooklyn or you know the arts which is the area I work in so there are definitely feelings of community um, dotted across the city and it can definitely feel smaller once you're there. Yeah. That's not what I would expect either for somewhere as big as New York yeah. City, especially coming from somewhere a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about what you really love about living in New York? I would definitely just say the pace of life. There's always something to do. There's always a sense of community happening around you. And there's always there's a sense of freedom that comes with living there, mm. which I hadn't really felt living in Melbourne or anywhere else because you can kind of feel anonymous and do whatever you want or, you know, cry on the subway or or, (laughs) or, like have a meltdown and no one will really care. So there's a feeling of, yeah, anonymity that comes with living there. Um, I, but personally, I really love the amount of art that's in the city and the, it it kind of made me into more of a hustler, which was great. Um, 
everyone's doing their own thing, everyone's living up to their kind of their goals and shooting their shots. So there's definitely a creative vibe happening where people feel like they have permission to just take the reins and, and, and achieve what they want to achieve and not wow. have to ask anyone. That sounds incredible. It sounds just like what I expect of New York as well. When I yeah. think of New York, I think of a fast-paced lifestyle. Yeah. People go there, you know, to, you know, start afresh. People go there to achieve their dreams. And there's such a make-or-break sort of yes. mentality. Or that's the sort of vibe I get from New York. Mm-hmm. But I guess that is also quite freeing that everyone's there to achieve their goals. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can, I guess, create a new future for yourself. Because there's definitely, I mean, it's a big city, not everyone knows you Mm -hmm. it's definitely you know a place you could turn over a new leaf and sounds so exciting as well (laughs) is there anything that you don't like about living in new york number one would be the rats i have a huge phobia of rats and they're everywhere are you serious yeah they're on the train tracks they're in the streets um you're kidding me i would never i I did not know that oh yeah that's nasty (laughs) what else uh i i guess it's not something i don't like but the amount of rubbish is kind of different to what we have here. Like there's a lot of waste and a lot of um, less recycling that goes on, um, which I think Australia is definitely pretty uh, um, progressive in their recycling and their yeah. you know keeping of um, waste off the streets. But that's one thing as well that can kind of be like... Um... Something you notice, I guess. Yeah, yeah. something I noticed... I guess like there's not a lot of space you kind of have to live with having less clothes less shoes less space in your apartment no backyard um and I kind of guess it's like living in Tokyo when you yeah. live in Tokyo it's you kind of sacrifice space for um a huge city lifestyle and convenience and being convenience. in the CBD yeah. yeah that is very very true I imagine also that living in New York would be super expensive. Yes. Like living in a big city, you sacrifice having a backyard and space and mm-hmm. usually you have to live with, you know, housemates just so you can afford to be close to where the action is. That's Did you true. find that for New York as well? Definitely. When I first moved there, the Australian dollar was like 62 cents um, into the American dollar. So I had saved up a chunk of money and then automatically dwindled down to oh. like just over half. And then, you know, things like coffee is really expensive. It's like $5 for a black coffee. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you have to factor in the tipping, which can be really confusing when you're paying for your meal and you have to add on like 25, 30%. Also tipping, I didn't realize tipping applies to like haircuts and getting your brows done. Really? Tip on top of that. Yep. Um, Uber Eats, you have to tip at the door. So I guess it's good because there's that culture of like appreciating people who work in those roles. But I think that, yeah, it definitely all adds up. And also just like the lifestyle of constantly being out, getting drinks, get, getting mm. like a muffin or like admission into um, a museum all really adds up because you don't want to miss out and you don't want to sacrifice a fun lifestyle. So it's super expensive. <laughs> I can imagine. I feel like in New York City as well. You know, you're there to have a good time and you're there to experience everything that the city offers. So I can't imagine it being a place that's easy to save money because it's not the kind... You don't want to be in New York City in your home saving money. You want to be out, you know, living your life, you know, experiencing everything there is to experience. So, Mm -hmm. wow, that can Mm -hmm. be tough. And how did you find job hunting in New York City? Do you think there were a lot of opportunities and 
also being an Australian, like, did you mm. find that the process was different to how you've, you know, had it um, before? Or Yeah, definitely. Being Australian, I think that we're incredibly humble and we approach job seeking in a way that is really earnest and we kind of play down our, our accomplishments and kind of come across in a, yeah, a humble, lovely kind of way. But in America, I had to kind of learn that you need to own your accomplishments and be really confident about saying, I am, I have, I will. And that's the way that you kind of win over employees. Mm. Um, And that took a while to get used to because it doesn't come naturally for (laughs) us Australians. Um, I also think that it is really um, all about who you know. And if you have someone who knows you and knows the employer, that can be like all the... um, that can be everything that you need to score a job. So yeah, like there's a little bit of nepotism involved, but mm. I I definitely had to get used to adapting my CV and adapting my language to be more confident in my skill set. Mm. Um, and I think that that comes more naturally now. Being in you know a super busy, overpopulated city like New York, how did you find? finding your accommodation mm-hmm. and what were what, what were your living conditions like? Yeah, so I went from living on my own in a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne where I was super, super introverted and didn't, you know, live with anyone else and was paying a lot of money to paying the same amount for that studio apartment in New York for a tiny little bedroom shared with six people, some of the people I never met. Wow. Um, and it was right off the kitchen and right on the road and talking tiny, like very, very small and sharing a bathroom and, and kitchen with everyone else. So it was a it was a shock, but I kind of embraced it because it meant that I met people in my who I was living with and I became super close with them and kind of yeah, it was what I was looking for because I was so used to living a introverted lifestyle mm. in a small apartment to living with um, shared shared lifestyle and shared community. Um, <laughs> communal living, isn't it? Communal living. <laughs> it is so communal living, though. And there's, it is it does involve a lot of sacrifice, too. When you're used to, I guess, being in Australia, where, mm. you know, our salaries are really good mm-hmm. and it's in, obviously, our own currency so we can afford to have better... I guess living conditions, but going yeah. overseas all of a sudden, it's a whole different ballpark. And living with strangers is such a character building exercise. Yeah. <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> I would definitely agree. I thought living with friends, I thought that was difficult, but living with strangers is definitely, definitely something I'd encourage people to do, but it can be challenging at times. You can't exactly tell someone off that you don't know for, <laughs> you know, leaving, uh, like dishes, or dishes something. and filthy waste in the kitchen. Um, yeah. So yeah, it yeah, it's an experience, but totally worth it. Totally worth it. I agree. I'm glad that I've lived in share houses myself as well because yeah. you do make friends and you have funny, <clears throat> you know, experiences along the way. But it's definitely not something you'd want to do forever. <laughs> no, no. Personal space is key. Definitely. This is a random question, but did you find being Australian in York City? Did any of the people you meet? or your friends or housemates, did they have any stereotypes about Australians? Um, definitely. I'm trying to think what was the most common stereotype. I think Australians 
over there definitely come across really easygoing. I think that there's definitely that kind of like blonde, blue-eyed kind of stereotype that comes across about Australians too. <laughs> I think that um, Americans definitely think of Australia as this tropical Gold Coast-like mm. environment where there are no built-up cities or there are no, you know, cultures. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Not that people would have asked you, do you have a pet kangaroo? Not, not that sort of thing, yeah. but... Yeah, so you found that they kind of thought that you came from somewhere that was like beaches and, yeah. you know, everyone's blonde and tanned, whereas coming, you know, living in somewhere like Melbourne, which mm-hmm. is a, you know, extremely diverse city, very multicultural, that was not what they sort of thought of when they thought of Australia? I don't think so, no. Mm. Um, I think that perhaps Australia comes across more like London as well, where mm. it's a whole different kind of lifestyle and and way of living. Um, Yeah, I also truthfully don't think that Americans and and other cultures really think about Australians much at all. (laughs) Um, Sadly, I kind of think that we're left out of the conversation and Mm. not really thought about too much. Maybe that's because there aren't many TV shows or popular culture that represents Australia. So true, actually. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that is very true. I guess all they have to go off is like Crocodile Dundee and yep. throw some shrimp on the barbie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't think of anything major like that's, I guess, hit the big time in yeah. America, actually. I'm just trying to think of any TV shows. I kind of think about Chris Hemsworth and Margot Robbie. Yeah. Those kind of blonde. Blonde, tan. Surfy, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Types of people. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Um, dating. Now. This is something I think is quite interesting because, you know, every different country has different cultures and, I guess, expectations around dating. Yeah. But how did you find, or how do you find dating in New York? And do you think that the guys and the way they talk to you and approach you and date you is different to that of Australia or was it the same? It's definitely different. Um, I experienced men in states to be much more forward and quick at asking you out. I had experienced men in Australia being very shy and, you know, hesitant to ask someone out. And I also think that I subconsciously adopted a style of dating where I was chasing men. Um, And that probably was a result of dating Australian men who are shy and Mm. less forthcoming. Um, So it was a really nice experience being asked out on the street even though it got a little bit much sometimes and just having kind of clear expectations about if people like me or not Mm. and the dating is really fun it's like hard and fast um if people like you they'll see you often if they don't you know you won't hear from them which is pretty good because no one really has a lot of time over there so it's it's good to know where you stand Yeah. yeah Sounds like you're definitely going to know where you stand, and mm. it sounds kind of intense as well. And it's crazy too because there were times where I was trying to ghost certain people, and as big as the city is, I'd run into them. No way! Yeah, on the subways. So it's, yeah, it's always surprising. It's always an experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, I guess going from being in Australia where guys maybe don't do as much chasing Mm. and then going somewhere like America where the guys are really forward Mm. chasing you at least you'd feel like I guess you had the balls in your court so to speak yeah definitely yeah definitely that sounds fun (laughs) yeah it is fun did you feel safe in New York City 
I did feel safe. I think that I personally feel safe in areas that are built up and there where there are a lot of people around. I myself feel more unsafe, you know, out in the woods where there is no one <laughs> yeah. and no lights and anything. So there might be sometimes where I'd be walking home late in Bushwick where it's very kind of industrial and not a lot of people around. That's when I'd feel unsafe. Mm. But the majority of the time there was always people around and, you know, some kind of ambience going on. So I never felt unsafe. If anything, I was more concerned about the rats on the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's actually really good to hear. Yeah. And I guess, you know, safety numbers. So I guess when yeah. there's always people around in the city that never sleeps, I guess that does create a um, relatively safe environment. And did you see a lot of poverty as well? Like, is there a lot of poverty in New York and homelessness and that sort of thing? Yeah, um, there, there definitely is. I feel like it's definitely in communities you see poverty um, on one block of the street and then you'd see gentrified areas uh, where people are very wealthy. So poor and rich people definitely live in the same communities, which I feel is different to Australia because you kind of, I feel like poverty is hidden and perhaps more in the suburbs or the, the rural towns. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it can be confronting. Um, yeah, I, I think that in that sense it's eye-opening because you don't expect to see rich people walking past uh, people who are living in tents and begging for, for food on the street. Wow. Um, one time I saw a, a girl taking a selfie next to some graffiti and there was a homeless person like sitting two meters away and I could tell that she was going to crop out him or her from the photo Mm. so that's kind of just like an idea about how those two communities are intertwined wow yeah yeah it is quite fascinating how there's such that um disparity between the rich and the poor in cities like New York yeah and yeah it is quite shocking and Mm. I think people become a little bit complacent they get so used to seeing homeless people that maybe they don't i don't know they don't look phased by it anymore yeah which is sad but it's one of those things i guess Mm. um oh yes what is the work culture like in new york yeah people work really hard it's kind of um a given that people stay back till seven eight or if you know if they have everything done for the day they are very kind of easy about going home when they need to I think that people are definitely always on email and always thinking about work. Yeah, in that sense, it kind of feels like it's more of a constant um, part of everyday's everyone's everyday living. Mm. Um, I myself felt like when I was working in Melbourne, I would definitely switch on at nine and switch off at five because I had a pretty um, comfortable approach to working. Yeah. But I definitely feel like it's more of a hustling, fast-paced work environment where people are kind of expected to constantly be thinking about work. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like dog-eat-dog world in a way in your yeah. city and, like, you don't want to, like, um, you know, take your thing off the pulse, you mm. know, so that you don't miss out or mm-hmm. someone else, I don't know, swoops in and takes over or something like that. But yeah. um, so people in New York are, I guess, always connected, always connected Definitely. To their job. And would you say that in New York, um, someone's career or their job is like a quite a large part of their identity as a person or? I definitely think so. A lot of the um, events that happen outside of work um, in where I was working were linked to networking and linked to the culture that 
I worked in. So there'd be a lot of arts networking events. Um, there's a lot of kind of implied feeling about connecting with people in the same sector mm. and getting to know those people really, really well to kind of, I think it all kind of comes down to building up a network so that you can ask favors and ask, ask people to kind of get to know you to then progress in their career. So yeah. it's very, very hustly. Um, but then I think there are definitely communities where it's more low key and people are more, more laid back about their passions and, and more less competitive, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Could you tell us a little bit about how you'd spend your weekends in New York? Mm-hmm. Um, I love pancakes. So <laughs> I would always start my morning off by going to a diner and ordering chocolate chip pancakes Yum. and have a coffee, maybe read my book. Um, and then that might be with a friend or it might be on my own. And then I'd probably head to a gallery or a museum. I really, really liked Brooklyn Museum because it's in a really beautiful area. Um, so I'd probably check out some art, maybe do a little bit of shopping. Um, there might be a bit of work that I needed to do, so I might go back to a cafe and get a coffee and do some work. Um, and then it depends what would be on. Maybe I'd go out to a bar. Maybe I'd hang out with my friends at home and have wine at home order some pierogies um there's also i my background is polish so there's a huge polish community in new york so i'd always be able to get amazing polish food for really cheap that's one of my favorite things to do um yeah i think that there's always something for someone who's interested in different things so if you're really interested in live music there's great live music um yeah there's like something for everyone but my I definitely felt like my weekends would either be like spent alone which is something I got really used to or um they could really quickly turn into like a night out with friends so it's yeah the weekends would be really fluid and sometimes I wouldn't even make plans I'd just kind of go with the flow Wow, that yeah. sounds incredible. Sounds exciting. It sounds like there's a really big art scene in New York, which would yes. be great for someone like you who works in the art industry. Yeah. Hopefully, I feel like, I feel like going now. Yeah, <laughs> I will, after, after COVID, I will, as soon as the flights open up, I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think the last thing I'd like to ask you is for anyone who's thinking about moving to New York City, yeah. you know, to start, you know, a new career or just for a bit of a sea change, mm-hmm. do you have any advice for them? I would say don't wait for anyone and just do it. Um, It is something that you'll either really, really enjoy or if you don't enjoy it, you'll know straight away. And there are so many ways to meet people. There are ways to kind of feel involved in your community. I um, actually, I knew a few people when I first moved there, but I jumped on Bumble for friends and that's how I met a really good friend of mine. And I, yeah, I found it was a lot easier to meet people and make friendships than I expected. And I never really felt lonely or homesick or anything. So I would say do it. Um, Try to save as much as you can before you go because you'll always be tempted to shop and to spend money. Um, But yeah, if you can, definitely do it. Or like Kimmy's lived in Tokyo. I would, you know, I think that's, that's amazing. I, I think it's something that everyone should try once. A hundred percent. There's always so much to be gained from like living in a new city, from friendships to career mm. opportunities. 
and just having fun on the weekends and like you yeah. know discovering new cities new food new everything mm-hmm. well Lucille thank you so much for being my first ever podcast guest yes, thank you for having me I've loved having you on the show and um, thank you everyone else for listening to the podcast and if you liked please feel free to subscribe and follow me on Instagram and I hope to see you all next time bye, bye. <laughs>